In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 6, where I'll ask the question, how should we repent of sin? Psalm 51, verses 1 through 6 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. David writes this psalm after he is convicted by the prophet Nathan of sleeping with his friend's wife and then murdering his friend. He is in the depths of despair over his sin. He is recognizing that he has done great harm to himself and to others by his reckless, selfish, and destructive behavior. And as he pours out his heart onto paper to express his great regret over what he had done, he gives to us some indication of how we ought to repent of sin. He helps us in showing us that as we acknowledge our wickedness before God, that we can rely on our Lord to be merciful and forgiving and abounding in steadfast love. With this in mind, here are three thoughts from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 6, answering the question, how should we repent of sin? Thought number one, seek mercy. Seek the mercy of your Lord, because God is merciful. He is abounding in steadfast love. He cares for the well-being of his children and so very often he is willing to refrain from giving us precisely what we deserve. In our sinfulness, what do we deserve? We deserve his wrath, his judgment, his fury put upon us. But we don't serve a God who is unmerciful. We serve a God who is deeply, profoundly merciful. So merciful, in fact, that he's willing to forgive the king of Israel for adultery and for murder. And so too, he is willing to forgive you and I for those same capital crimes. Thought number two, acknowledge sin. David acknowledges that what he did was sin. He is not trying to hide it. It's all been found out. It's all out there in the open and likely everybody knows precisely what has happened. He acknowledges his sinfulness. He says that he has done that which is wicked, that he has sinned before God, that he has violated the Lord's commands and in doing so brought shame to himself and to his family and as the king, all of Israel, by what he had done. He acknowledges that his actions were an affront to God, that they were an insult to God, that they were, in some sense, a usurping of God's position of authority over the world. And when we sin, we do that same thing. When we sin, we are 
creating an affront to God. When we sin, we are trying to take God off of his throne and put ourselves in that very position. And we need to acknowledge, as we are repenting of sin, we need to acknowledge that we have in fact sinned, that we have in fact done that which is evil before our Lord, and that we have not lived up to the righteous standard that he has placed before us. We have to acknowledge that we in fact are sinners. Thought number three, learn from failure. There's an expectation within repentance that you will actually learn from the thing that you did, that when you are asking for the Lord's mercy and you are repenting of your sin, that you are not going to run out and do that same thing again. That you have learned that you have done that which is evil before the Lord, so you are going to correct that behavior in the future. We need to learn from our sin. We need to learn not to do those things again. And we need to learn more and more about our Heavenly Father, more and more about His mercy, more and more about His holiness. And as we do so, then we'll be prompted to be increasingly obedient to the Almighty God of the universe, the Creator of all things. You see, as we acknowledge that which we've done wrong, it helps us in leading lives that are increasingly godly. So we can live out this process of sanctification that's taking place. And ideally, over the course of time, we will become more and more Christ-like in our actions. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of Psalms 51 through 53. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible where we are reading the text of Scripture together.